Hello, guys. Welcome to another edition of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Tom. Triple D's. We back in action, y'all. Yes, we are. And today, we're going to go over a couple of days of basketball from Wednesday and Thursday night. Two really, really fun nights. As we can see, we're getting closer and closer to the postseason we need so bad. We need the postseason. But as we get closer, man, these games, these storylines get more interesting. These players start talking a little more. The heads of the day become a little harder, man, as these guys keep yapping and talking. Um, But let's get into it. First off, we got to start here Wednesday night. Y'all know where we're starting. Y'all know exactly where we're starting. The Cavs beat the Celtics 117-110 right when you think, right when we try to give the Celtics some amount of credit. We're like, man, you know what? They at least know that they're ass now, and they fight. Right when you think that, they don't have Kemba Walker for a night, and it just all implodes. They did have Marcus Smart hit 19 points, but Tatum, 29, 11 for 24. Jalen Brown, 11 for 26. But you can see for all of the issues, for all the things that everyone, us included, want to blame Kemba Walker for, they need him to beat anybody. For the Cavs, Colin Sexton, 29 points, six assists, seven rebounds. He just goes off against any good team. Garland, Good game for him as you see Sexland finally making a reappearance. 25.6 assists for him as well. Um, Darnell, what'd you see from your team on Wednesday night? This is a nice win. Um, very shocking. I coming into the game, I was just expecting I was expecting a loss, but I was just expecting them to try to keep it respectable. I didn't want to see another blowout. It was a few in a row. And surprisingly, they fought early in the game and started out with, obviously, the backcourt, Sexland, Garland, and Sexton. Both just started off really, really well. And just having a steady force and Larry Nance out there just, you know, helped them in that aspect. You didn't get the normal production from Jared Allen that you would expect. He's been uh, really good for the Cavs after the trade. But, you know, the Celtics – they got the normal production they got from their top two guys in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but Marcus Smart filled in kind of for Kimba and what Kimba does. And we've seen if it's only three of those guys out there being uh, threats out there, then they're really not that good of a team. So I was still surprised they lost the game, but it, it just shows that Kimba's importance to this team is more than what a lot of people thought coming into the season. And, I still think that coming into the deadline, the Celtics should make a move just to assure that, you know, they don't want to rely too much on Kimball because he's been up and down. So just getting another scorer out there, I think it'll help them in the long run. Mm-hmm. Tom, what were your thoughts? I have a different take from y'all, and I don't think it was about Kemba tonight. I think they got the offense they needed for the most part. I think it was about Tristan, honestly, because – Tristan plays such a he. Tristan's like their other hustle player outside of Marcus. Like that's what they were missing. They were missing both of their main hustle players. And then you know Robert Williams was out there. He's kind of like on a. He's like a hustler too. He just not. He just doesn't have, you know, quite the defensive awareness yet. Even though he did seem to be doing pretty good out there. 
He had two steals, four blocks, 13 points, 14 rebounds, but he was still a minus 13 out there, which was the lowest on the team. So, you know, he's good. At, so, he, like, he has, he's a good player. He has a solid future ahead of him. But I just think that, you know, the hustle that Tristan would have gave them. Because remember at the start of the season, they were winning a bunch of games when Kemba wasn't there. They were like seven and four when Kemba wasn't there. But Tristan and Marcus were both there. And as we know in the league, the league really does most most games really does come down to the hustle players. That's why that's why Jimmy's such a great player. Because he's like he's like the best hustle player there is. That's why he got to the finals. So <laughs> like like I just feel like I, I mean obviously Kemba being there would have helped their offense a little more, but their offense looked fine to me even when he was gone, like, at first. But it was when Marcus and Tristan were there because they're both the hustle players out there. So that's my takeaway on it. Yeah, that's a good point. We, we really don't talk about Tristan a lot, but he really is their best player sometimes. A lot of the time, actually. Um, I remember I watched him play the Kings, and the Kings won the game, but it's only because they never put Tristan back in. He was just absolutely killing everybody down the stretch. Like, they couldn't box him out. They couldn't guard him. And, I mean, again, you see that again. If Tice going to go out there for 26 minutes and only gets you five boards, no points, two turnovers, he was only a minus <laughs> one. Simply because he knows where to be more than Robert Williams does. But, I mean, Tristan's a mix of both of them. He can get you the rebounds, and he knows where to be. You know, Tristan, Tristan going to fight for the motherfucking 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> he going to get you them <laughs> 10 points, bro. He will. And he the one player who does not get the call, and it doesn't matter. He going to get it's because he's the best offensive rebounder of all time. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty great at it. That's why, that's why he just gets the board back, and then he's going to get that hook shot in the basket somehow, some he way. He will eventually get it in the basket. He's going to try the same move, and eventually you're just going to get tired. Harden <laughs> this nigga from doing the same thing. <laughs> like, damn, this nigga trying way too hard, bro. <laughs> Are, you know, that's accurate. And hey, man, they missed it. Um, you know, that actually was a great addition for them. But the issue is they do need another another score. And they really, off the bench more so even. And they really yeah. have, and it just hasn't been hit. Which I've told well, you. Well, they aside from Teague, they thought it could have also been Pritchard. Again, they're trying to turn Pritchard into Halliburton and, and LaMelo in them. And he's just not there. <laughs> Not, and that's he, he don't I have to be Tyrese or huh? I told you he wasn't them. I know he wasn't. I knew he wasn't them. I knew he was gonna be more of like a bench player. He was more of a bench shooter, but they're trying to force him into that role. I feel like if he na- I feel like he could naturally over time develop into not a not a Lamelo, obviously, or even like maybe closer to a Halliburton, but he could like. Be Maxie. He could be Maxi. He could be Maxi. He can develop into him. <laughs> I think he. I think they're around the same level, like now, almost. But you know, I, I think I think they were depending on him, and and obviously they were depending on Teague. And Teague went out there. He shined his first game, and it hasn't been the same. Hasn't done anything close to that since. <laughs> nope. He gave one game. He came out there crazy. <laughs> he gave him one shining moment, man. <laughs> Not the same. Hey, Amen. But Celtics drop another one. So let's move on. 
where'd I go? Where'd I go? Where'd I go? Let's go here. The Nets with no Kyrie, no KD. And this man just continues to move up the MVP ladder. He might, he honestly is first for me now. The Nets win 124-115 over the Pacers coming from behind. Yeah, we know the Pacers stink, but they do have Karis LeVert. He tried. He went out there with 19, 6, 16. That's exactly what he needed. Makes Sabonis more efficient. He gave you 18, 11, and 11. Uh, 24 from Brogdon on 10 to 17. So everyone for the Pacers was really efficient. They shot 51%. You know, it doesn't like they shot badly. And they couldn't really hit three. Neither team could. But the difference was James Harden just wasn't losing. 40 points. 15 assists. 10 rebounds, got six other players in double figures as well with him. Dom, what'd you see out of this one? James Harden, he got to the line, you know, he was doing his thing and he was just, I mean, we've, we've seen them lose before again without, but it normally is to like really good teams and the Pacers aren't a really good team. So like, even though the Mavericks have, were having their struggles, like that, I think that's the last time Harden played with himself. But, uh, like, it was um, – what's it called? It was against the Mavericks with Luka and Porzingis, and the Mavericks, like, fucked them up. But, like, Luke, if Luka just going to be the same thing as him, and they gonna, and he going to have Porzingis right there. But nobody on Indiana is close to this man, and he just saw – and then they don't play defense on top of it. So, if they're not going to be able to score that well – like, 115 is good. But, like, you know, if they're not going to be able to score the same way that this dude can just score on his own. And like you said, he just got everybody involved. He got 10 points out of DeAndre Jordan, five for five shooting. Uh, Bruce Brown went three at 10. He got to the foul line a lot. Um, Joe Harris was a plus 22 right with him. Your boy, your boy, Nicholas Claxton, was a plus 24 out there providing the hustle, providing the hustle and stuff for them. So, you know. And, I mean, it's just not much to say for the Pacers. It's not as good as the Nuts. <laughs> like, they never were. They never will be. They're – I mean, it's not much to say about them. Even if TJ was there, I'll, even if they were fully healthy, I still don't think they would have won. I, we both picked them, but there was no buy on them. No, there was just no buy on Harden's level out there. Darnell, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with, you know, everything you guys said. I think, you know, this game was about James Harden just being the best player out there on the floor. 40 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists. Just continuing to show that in that point guard role, he's one of the league's best. And they got a good performance shooting from Joe Harris. Outside of that, they didn't really get a lot of threes. Tyler Johnson made two, but they had only nine as a team. So you would think, okay, if they didn't, you know, make a barrage of threes? How do they, you know, just offensively score so many baskets? And it's really just simply came down to just hard to manipulate the defense and getting to whatever he got or whatever he wanted. You know, he was facilitating, scoring baskets, and just being James Harden, getting to the free throw line, like Dom said. And for the Pacers, they really got the balance scoring that they needed. You know, Sabonis being in double figures with a triple-double, or, yeah, with a triple-double, Brogdon with 24. You got Karis LeVert close to 20 with 19. Two players off the bench in double figures. 
but if you if you can't get stops, you know, it's gonna be tough to win games in the NBA. And I know the Nets aren't your typical team. They have, you know, one of the best individual scorers in the league. And on some nights, they have three of them. So I'm not surprised the Nets won a game. They're a better team. And, you know, they're going to continue to prove that. Yeah, for me, I got to send out an apology. I'm sorry. Early in the season, Shamit, I was really giving you a lot of crap. And you were a minus 14. But you're better than that, dude. And I said it earlier this year, he's better than TLC. He just walked out there for seven minutes as a minus 17. <laughs> almost lost the whole game. Probably in the first quarter when Indiana had 40, and he just doesn't do anything. He went out there for seven minutes, three turnovers, <laughs> zero points. Yeah, he can't play in the postseason. Um, another thing, man, Claxton just got to play. I see what they're going to do now. They're going to put Blake at the five, probably, and Jeff Green at the five. But against these bigger centers, which you might put, which probably would be Embiid, I'd say. Just, I mean, Claxton's not going to stop him. He might not even do anything about it. But at least he could maybe get a rebound a little bit better than Griffin or Jeff Green. And what he definitely can do is score more. Just because he just is so athletic. He really is what DeAndre Jordan used to be. He got super duper hops. I mean, you see him out there, plus 24. He blocking shots, got two blocks. DeAndre Jordan had zero. He had zero turnovers. DeAndre Jordan had three. And DeAndre Jordan's a minus 16. So, I mean, it's right there. Whether they want to do it or his pride or not is the question. He's better than DeAndre Jordan, um, like every way. So, and that is what is. Depends on what the Nets decide to do there. But that's just another. Another rotational, no, I mean, thing that I'm seeing out of them. All right, moving on. Oh, which one of my favorite teams do I want to go with first? Let's go. We'll go here. The Mavericks end up beating the Clippers 105-89. Luka went crazy on them. 42 points in this one. Um, didn't know if Paul George was going to play or not. He did. He ended up with 28, but it just wasn't enough. I mean, Luca going with 42, 16 of 28. This just is what it is. And Kawhi, man, 9 for 21, 20 points. That's not good enough. And, I mean, there was no Serge Ibaka. He's out with an injury. They brought Batum off the bench for some reason this game. They want to start Marcus Morris. And that's not at all what they should be doing at all because that just fucks up everything they try to do offensively because now they have maybe a little less defense and Morris went out there and he was one and nine from deep. So the Clippers continue to fall apart, just setting the stage, man. They are just setting the stage for something to be hilarious, but Darnell, what'd you see out of this one? See eight, 11 bench points for the Clippers. Like that's terrible. Even though the Mavericks weren't much better, but it's the scoring that the Mavericks got from from their starters just outweighed what the Clippers got, you know. The Clippers have to get more from Kawhi Leonard, obviously. Nine for 21 is not, not great. And, you know, having Zubak in the starting lineup, I think that's affecting Lou Williams because he doesn't really have a like a pick-and-roll partner out there with him. You know, and Lou Williams struggled. He was 2 of 10 from the field, you know, only had three assists. 
So that's a struggle to watch for. I think the Clippers are just a team that's just proven that they're not on the level right now that they would like to be. And for the Mavericks, you know, they're trying to get to the level that the Clippers are at right now. And I think they can catch them and win if the Clippers continue to struggle like this because the Mavericks have figured out, you know, getting better minutes out of Porzingis. Even though he only had 11, he still got 13 rebounds. So he was, a you know, kind of active out there. And Maxi Kleber, he was a plus 24. Josh Richardson, a plus 16, plus 17 for Tim Hardaway. He was in the starting lineup after, you know, coming off the bench for so long. So the Mavericks have options. And, you know, I think they, they're proving that they're one of the, the better teams in the West. I'm over here for us. I mean, the benches can't. The benches cancel each other out. They both had eleven each, so you know it basically all came down to the starters. And if the Mavericks least, if the Mavericks like least productive scores don't have eleven, and then you know that's going to be the Clippers' second least productive score, and then one of them's going to score, and then one of the starters on Dallas going to score forty. I mean, they said the starters just couldn't keep up with the with the offensive firepower of the Mavericks. But as we know about the Clippers, their offense isn't that great anyway. So they were supposed to be led by their defense. And as we know, their defense isn't there. They were missing Serge Ibaka, who's like their main team presence at this point. And they were missing Patrick Beverly, who's their best perimeter defender at this point. So, you know, they were missing their nope. two, two probably best defensive players. And then, you know, Patrick Patterson, he's another big for him, at least. He played big. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't play either. So they were just missing, you know, most of their defense. And, you know, their offense just wasn't able to keep up because it never is. So I just don't understand why they. Ty Lu is really. Well, yeah, obviously they didn't have Pat Bev and they didn't have Serge. Ty Lu is what? I was going to say, Ty Lue is kind of fucking up here because Batum should have been the point. Bro, Ty Lue ain't a coach. Oh, my God. Ty Lue is not a coach. (laughs) (laughs) He's not fucking up. Kawhi fucking up because Kawhi is supposed to be the coach. (laughs) Kawhi's not LeBron. It's not. Anyway, a platoon should get a point forward, and that should just be what it is, and he should just be running the offense. Just that simple. And they won't do it, and now they're putting him on the bench, and that, that doesn't help anything because now Lou just out there alone. And Morris is just out there jacking shots, but they don't need anyone else to shoot the ball. They really don't. It can just be Paul George, Kawhi, and Reggie sometimes. That actually works fine. Marcus got to be on the bench jacking up the shots. He can't start and then shoot a bunch because he's not going to get in the same rhythm and he's going to miss him. I mean, he might make him, but that's just not. It's not. Even yeah, if it does he, fuck it up for Ludo. Yeah, and even if he does, who's going to get him the ball? These dudes can't pass. That's the whole <laughs> That's the whole problem. So if none of them can pass with Batum, just let him run the offense. He doesn't even want to shoot. He'll at least get them better shots if they can miss. Anyway, I will say this: Kawhi, Kawhi, been saying that the whole time. He was like, "Bro, we need a point guard. Like, we need a real point guard." So Kawhi knows what the issue is. The problem is, I, I guess the GM, I guess the GM 
just ain't listening to him or he not looking hard enough. Kawhi did straight up say the, what what they need. Lonzo was really right there. They could have traded for him, but then he started balling, and the Pelicans were like, "Never mind." Yep. <laughs> but he was now they now they want Scary Terry to go out there and still not pass. <laughs> Scary Terry could pass though. He probably won't. He's gonna he be a good. He's gonna be a souped up Reggie, bro. True. Maybe a souped up Reggie. Yeah. Who knows? He could be. Maybe he. Maybe he'll provide more than the ten points that Reggie and Lou gave them combined. <laughs> so, <laughs> but again, Terry's one of them players, bro. Thirty-eight one game, three the next. Can I just really quick a question? The other person who I thought being the season would be an impact for them. And he could kind of handle the ball, and he could be the point guard. Why did Luke Kennard get forty million just to be a DMP? Like, what are we doing? Oh, he oh he didn't get it. Oh, he was a do not play coach of the season. Yes, both him and Pat Pat were. Nah, that's Man. weird. <laughs> what are we doing? Like, what can we use Hart? We don't know. Kennard <sighs> really was the beginning of the season. I was like, oh, he can kind of pass. He, he was kind of like Wurter to me. He was like, oh, he's he not, he not just a shooter. Now, he's not going to go to the – he's not going to go to the basket and finish, but he can pass, and that really was all they needed. They have two passers on the team, and one of them they just bench, the other they don't play. It doesn't make sense. If they were good at defense, you could even say start Luke Kennard. You really could, but, I mean – You know what it sounds like? It sounds like a team without a coach. It's, it does sound like that. <laughs> Speaking of teams without a coach, though, maybe not without a coach, but without a coach that I trust. The Bucks beat the Sixers 109-105 in overtime. Korkmaz really did try, man. He shut me up forever because it really depends on him. At 11 off the bench, three for six, but he hit a three to try to send it into overtime. Shake 7-15-15. Off the bench as well, plus 17. But Simmons, 6 of 16, 13, 13 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. Did a, seven turnovers, five fouls. He did a great job on Giannis early, but he couldn't stop him toward the end. Curry, two for eight from deep. He left with an injury. Tobias, I'm an all-star. Harris, eight for 23 out there. Thank you for that. And Giannis, <laughs> late in the game, just took the game over. 30, 32 points, 15 rebounds. In overtime, he hit a three. He had a little step back mid-range, and I'm just looking at him like, man, Ben Simmons just cared. He really would just do this. And then after hitting the shot, Giannis sat right down at midcourt, up five on the Sixers and over – up seven, sorry, on the Sixers in overtime, just sat there, chilled out. Sixers didn't like it. Oh, blah, 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 blah. They were all upset, whatever. Stop them. Do something about it. I was – that was – Wondering about that too, bro. I was like, why the fuck are they upset, bro? Like, <laughs> they get over it. They're mad because they just blew a 20 point lead. Tell Ben Simmons all he has to do is attempt five threes. And yeah, they did blow a 19 point lead, have my guy Dom going to sleep because the because the Bucks scored 30 at halftime. Hey man, you know what though? It's all good. All good. Dom, what'd you actually think about this one? I think it came down to what I was saying before the game 
And, you know, one of the reasons why, I mean, we both picked the Bucks, but one of the reasons why it came down to it was I just didn't think Ben Simmons would be able to just stop Giannis. And like, like I said, Giannis himself was like, Embiid, I can't do anything about that. This nigga right here, though, he a baby. I kiss him on the forehead, bro. Like, <laughs> that's, what, like that's how Giannis be treating him. And for the first half, Giannis couldn't do shit. But I just assume in the second half, Ben just couldn't keep up with the nigga no more. It's because Giannis is a. It's just because Giannis is a bit stronger. Well, I only say a bit. Giannis is stronger. Simmons, is, Simmons is faster, but Giannis is stronger, so he could just go through him eventually once Ben started getting a little more tired of guarding him and stuff like that. And you know, difference is Ben ain't going. Ben ain't going on most nights. He can. He's capable of it. He did it against Gobert. And like he'll do it every now and again. He'll he'll drop his thirties and his forties occasionally, but he's not the constant offensive threat that Giannis is. And Giannis was locking Giannis was locking him down right with him. They were just locking each other up in the first half. Like they weren't allowing each other to do to do anything. But you know, Ben's just not the scorer that Giannis is because for all of the for all of the limitations that Giannis has in his offense, damn it, he he perfected he he damn near perfected the all the all the moves he does know. So, you know, he's he's capable he's obviously capable of getting you about their thirty points every game. But I mean, if Embiid's here, the Bucks aren't beating the Sixers in the in the playoff. Like if, if Embiid's there, Giannis just ain't gonna be able to do the same stuff. But, you know, with without Embiid there, I mean, it was really just up to Simmons being able to try and stop Giannis. And he did at first, but at the end of the day. He can't guard Giannis for for extended lengths of time. He can't he got he can't guard Giannis the whole game. He can do it for he he showed he can do it for a half, but for the full game, nah, he not there. <clears throat> Darnell, what'd you say? Yeah, I think for the Bucks, you know, it just came down to a few different starters contributing more. I think. The Sixers were right there, but just an offshooting night from Tobias, 8 of 23, obviously. Uh, 6 of 16 for Ben Simmons, that's not good either. And if your best two players on the floor are going to provide you, you know, inefficient scoring, it's going to be tough. Especially when you're losing a free throw battle, you're only attempting 8 to Milwaukee's 24. So that just proves that Milwaukee was, you know, being a more aggressive team, putting pressure on the defense, especially Giannis, eight free throws, late leading the way. He was the best player out there. And Ben Simmons is, is great. He's all NBA, but he's not quite an MVP caliber player yet. And for the Sixers to have a chance to win a game against the Bucks like this, they're going to need their MVP, and that's Joel Embiid. So until he comes back, they're going to lose teams against the – they're going to lose games against the upper echelon teams in the NBA, but – uh, against the, the bottom feeders and the middle-tier teams in the league, I think they can get wins. You know what's funny? I just want to point this out. The Nassis went out there. Nothing. Plus eight. No points, no rebounds, <laughs> no assists, no steals, no blocks, no nothing. Plus they eight just turned there. up. <laughs> I really do think that Giannis just be happy when his brother be out. I think they just be happy being out on the court with each other, bro. I really yeah. do. It's like, it's like, that's low-key what could happen. It's what could happen 
if Charlotte and New Orleans ever try, if if they ever make a move, if 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 they ever do like a Terry for Lonzo swap, that could just make them so happy to play with each other. Like that's because that's really what be happening with the Bucks. As soon as the Nasses be out there, Giannis, <laughs> Giannis and the Nasses just be so hyped to play with each other. <laughs> Yeah, real quick, shout out to Brent Forbes, 0 for 10, and Bobby Forbes, 1 for 8. They still get the win. I'm going to tell you what I Because it wasn't, it was, it was Giannis, but it was like more transition. The thing, it wasn't the, the Bucks. The Sixers couldn't score in the fourth quarter. They had 19 points. Um, it was also, it was Brooke Lopez. He started hitting threes, actually. Him and Dante both started actually, they didn't hit a lot, but they hit enough. And then the Sixers couldn't get in transition in the third quarter. Their offense starts dying because in the half court, Ben Simmons can't shoot the ball. And we know this. And it's going to be the flaw. And it's going to be the reason they lose in the playoffs because he can't shoot. Um, but that's the, bias that's the problem with the other guy, too, though. It's okay. The problem but with it's the not, other guy, though, too, though. Because you want to know why it's not? He will shoot it. Why? He'll shoot it. He tries. That's true. He going to miss it, but, but he going to miss it. But you have to try. attempt them. He made – one, but it really was in overtime when it really mattered. I'm telling you, it was a two-point game. He said, you know what? I practice it all the time. I'm shooting this stupid shit. And he made it. And then right after he did the other thing that we said you need to work on, he went right at Dwight Howard. Boom, 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 boom. Hit him with a step back, mid-range, Kawhi John. And I was I did like, see that. I did see that. I was that was like, a game sealer. I was like, damn, all right. I mean, if he really <laughs> does work on this more. shit, if he works on this shit, I, you saw it. He did both of the things. Those are both of the things people yell at him and Ben Simmons for doing. And that's why he ends up with 32 and Ben ends up with 13. Ben has no touch, but he should have it. All he's do is work on it, but he never will. So I'm over it. The bigger thing to me, man, is just a, I'm an all-star. Tobias Harris can't go out there and be eight for 23. You can't be saying that. I'm an all-star, blah, 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 and then just, you know, do nothing. That's great. Thanks, thanks for that. And, and your coach of the year, Doc Rivers. How about him blowing another lead? What did I just, what I just say? What say? did I say? I don't know. I, I said, heard you say. If. Yeah, I said, if, coach of the year. If, All I heard if, was Doc Rivers if, coach of the year, and they should never if, be in the same sentence ever. I said, not if, until he doesn't if, blow a three-one lead. If, never. Nope. If, not happening. No. If they yes. win, there was never well. See that that's the crazy thing. <laughs> they almost there was, won. <laughs> there was never, but they did it though, and they lost <laughs> a nineteen-point lead without their best player. They lost a nineteen-point lead. I don't care. Like the Bucks scrubs. The Bucks have never come back from down 13 in the last two seasons. So however you want to define that, whatever you want to define. Is that, a, the is ads, that a real stat? Is that a real stat? That is a real stat. They showed it at the game. <laughs> I'm watching the game. They put that shit right on TV. Like, yeah, by the way, just so you know what's about to happen here, the Bucks haven't done this in two years. Was okay. Oh, man. Yeah. So that means they were about to do it. <laughs> They yep. had to do it after that. Yep. Oh, it was happening. We were watching it. The Bucks are only down by 12. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Because we can't score now. Because Mr. I'm an all-star and Mr. Ben Simmons did nothing. Absolutely nothing. We had no nickname for him. He wanted one. 
He was looking for one. I didn't have one. Mr. No Jumper doesn't have a ring to it. Not like Mr. I'm an All-Star. Not quite the same. <laughs> Nigga really came out there. I'm an All-Star. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was like, there's no way we're winning this game. Oh, man. That's because all, all these dumbass ESPN reporters can tell him he's an MVP candidate, bro. Yeah. It's only one dumbass reporter, by the way. It's only but one. But still. Not them. <laughs> Hey man, but she when it's the me. girl, bro. When it's the girl, when it's the girl, though, you know me. It make you, it make you feel a little more special. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did make him feel special. It was like, damn, a bad bitch calling me an MVP. What's <laughs> up? I'm a fuck, I'm a fucking All Star. What y'all talking about? <laughs> Smack out there, you're nothing. <laughs> anyway. There you go. One thing that won't happen, <clears throat> I don't care. I don't care how much y'all try to convince them. Y'all won't convince me of this team. Y'all can convince our fans. Y'all can convince yourselves. But the, y'all not tricking me this year. It's not happening. Been through it too much. Not happening. No chance. All right, all right. If they didn't get <clears throat> if they didn't get Harden, would would you have would no. You have believed? No, no. Do you think y'all would have y'all? You think you still would have folded against them anyway? Yes. What they do, it's going to be for one reason or another. It's going to be because Embiid or Simmons gets hurt, or because Simmons can't shoot and Tobias isn't good enough. It's been the same thing for three years. The same exact <laughs> reason. I don't know how many times I got to tell y'all this. Korkmaz can try. I'm, it's not even Cork. Korkmaz has to – he got to be Ginobili. He has no choice. We really should have lost in regulation. He really hit a three to tie it. I was like, damn, it really had to be him too. It's got to be him. Really been, Korkmaz been, uh, been, like, been it for – it was ever since he did that like 40-point game. Y'all were like, oh, shit, he's capable of it at least because he dropped 40 like two games in a row. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you really did drop 40 like twice in a row. Nah, but last <laughs> season, well, I mean, last season, Brett Brown started playing, but he started folding. He started folding last year. You know, you know, yeah. He started folding badly. Like, he was going 0 for 7 out there. I was like, damn. Yeah. And you got playing defense, so we really can't play. <laughs> Doc said, fuck it, you can go 0 for 7. But I don't get why we don't play Max Jarz AJ, but you know, whatever. I'm over it. I'm over it. I already know where. Yeah, he, he already decided. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Doc be playing rookies like that. Like that, I don't think he be playing younger players like that. And he, you know, he an older coach. He already won a title. He trying. He trying. He trying to fuck with people. He already know can do something. He's not trying to learn. He's a he's a championship coach. He won a title, bro. Anyway, moving on, the Knicks to last night, the Knicks end up beating the Magic 94 to 93. Close game, ugly game, Fournier 9 for 21, 23 points, Vucevic 8 for 20, 17 points. Just hoping he gets traded to the Celtics any day now. Mobamba 12 minutes plus three. They refused to free my guy Mo, but they ain't going to trade him. So they said, you know what? We might as well just start him at least. Um, they don't have a point guard, and that's the whole problem. They started the dude named Randall. Don't even know his first name. Won't have to look it up. He was a minus 12 out there. The point guard, whoever. whoever the fuck. Minus 12 is what he was. 
<laughs> hey man, he in the NBA, man. Give him his respect. I did. I said his last name. And Randall went out there. He was eight for twenty as well. But really, the difference was he had seventeen assists, eighteen points, seventeen assists, ten rebounds. Burt's twenty-one points, nine for eighteen. RJ seven for fifteen out there. Bullock seven for sixteen, but no quickly, no rose. I'm not gonna say no problem. It was a huge problem, but they end up winning the game. Scratching out because they knew that they could not lose to the Magic. Darnell, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this would have been a tough one for the Knicks because obviously they should win the games against teams like Orlando. They're obviously the better team at this point. And Vucevic did all he could, but he was inefficient, only 8 of 20 from the field. He did have 16 rebounds with 17 points. A good – well, not a good per, a percentage from the field, but 23 points from Fournier. Aaron Gordon's back out there, 17, but not much outside of that. And for the Knicks – we're talking about them missing their point guards. And obviously, Julius Randle knew that as well. And he shouldered the facilitating role and he dished out 17 assists. He did score 18 of 8 of 20 shooting, which isn't great, like you said. But, you know, when you get 17 assists and 20 uh, in two turnovers, you know, that's just uh, really good basketball. And RJ Barrett contributed 17. You got 20 from Burke. So it's a lot of players. 20 off the bench from Bullock. It's a lot of players on the Knicks that can give you in the 17 to 20 range. And it's just a it's just a matter of them being healthy and Julius Randle continuing to lead the way. Dom, what were your thoughts on this one? I mean, this game just came down to we picked this was one of the two games we picked differently. And what this game just was just gonna come down to was who was better between Randall and Vucevic. And because they were both basically missing all the same kind of people, they were they were the 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 uh, Knicks were missing their starting center Mitchell Robinson. Even though I guess Noel went out there and was just like hustling against you know against Vucevic because he was only a minus one out there. So you know I'm sure he just wasn't getting beat by Vucevic that bad, considering Vucevic wasn't able to score that well. But really, it just came down to Randall being able to play make. It really came down to point Randall out there and he went out there he gave him 17 assists I mean if he's just gonna drop 17 assists on these niggas like <laughs> if he's gonna be baby LeBron out there then you know hey, it is what it is and it's funny because I was thinking about this I was like damn the, he, so 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 Randall left the left the Pelican I mean ref, left the Lakers so they could get LeBron obviously then he went right to the Pelican and then the Pelicans let Randall go just again, Randall again, <laughs> just to get, just to get <laughs> on. So it basically just keep, it basically just they basically just keep getting the same niggas <laughs> this whole time because they because obviously LeBron is obviously the second best player of all time, so they not. But you know, it's it's like a similar style, and you know, Randall. Randall, Randall and Zion are obviously much closer to each other, but this is what Zion can turn into if, if his playmaking, you know, develops and he has teammates that make the shots. Because really, you know, Reggie Bullock, he's pretty much their Wayne Ellington. You know, he's their shooter. Don't play, like, too much defense. But if he's hot, then they have a better chance to win games. And he was just hot today. He shot 6-13 from three. And, you know, he was a plus 16 highest plus minus on the team. So it was just – 
due to Reggie Bullock making a shot today and Randall being able to find him and whoever else was open. <clears throat> I mean, speaking of which, Zion is already there, but his teammates are not. Um, the Blazers end up being the Pelicans 101-93. Zion continues to try. 26 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, but hey, man. Well, I'm at the playmaking, but yeah. Oh, he, he, dude, he passes. They don't hit shots. I'm getting there. Can I do my job? That's crazy. Brandon Ingram sucks. Seven for 21 from the field, 19 points. Lonzo struggled as well. Six for 15, three for 11 from three. Neil Alexander Walker, two for 10 off the bench, minus 15. So nobody shot over 50% if they shot more than six shots out there for the Pelicans, except for one guy, and his name's Zion Williamson. Um, for the Blazers, Dame came out there 21 points in the first quarter. He had 36 total, zero assists, seven turnovers. Strange stat line there. But, hey, man, they got the win. C.J. McCollum, three for 16, just continues to struggle, but plus seven on the court, so they do need him out there. Um, Gary Trent on the bench, one for 11, but still end up getting a win as Carmelo has 15 Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, this was uh, surprising that the Blazers had, you know, zero assists from their point guard, only two assists from C.J. McCollum, and they were still able to get the win. Uh, C.J. missed 10 shots, 10 two-point field goals. He was 3 of 6 from 3. And that's usually where he makes his money. So, not – he doesn't have his rhythm yet, but, you know, for the Pelicans – they just got to figure out a way to manufacture more points. Like, you got 26 from Zion, but Ingram, if you're supposed to be an all-star level player, you got to shoot better than 7 or 21 from the field. And they got to get something from the bench. Obviously, Josh Hart has been one of the guys that's consistently come off the bench. He gave him nine. But it's got to be more than that. And you got to have a better game from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. To the point now where you've given up on playing J.J. Redick, so he's not going to be one of those guys. So you're expecting, you know, at least Jackson Hayes to come in the game and give you some energy, and he only gave you three points in a minus nine. So nobody really played that great for the Pelicans, and it really shows that it's really Zion Hunter bust for the Pelicans if they want to win games. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's Zion or Buck because Zion really do. Zion is consistent with this. <laughs> Zion, every day. Every day. He's going to get you 30. He's going to get you 25. And he's going to shoot 60% shooting from the field. Yeah. He's going to give you between 25 and 35 every game. It don't fall on him. It fall on everybody else. And, you know, Ingram, it, 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 it falls on Ingram. And, you know, if it's not going to be Lonzo, then it got to be a bench player. So it got to be either. For... It's not going to no, be Lonzo. You know why the Blazers ain't have no assists? Because they looked at all these niggas and was like, we can ISO them. <laughs> Every one of them. True. Lillard looks straight at Lillard looks look look Eric Blesso straight in his eyes <laughs> and said, "You can't guard me." <laughs> I know that nigga was games, just huh? He's done it for two straight he's games. Done. Yeah, yeah. He just went over there, shot six threes over his face, <laughs> drove right past him. <laughs> so you know, 
I mean, Eric Eric Blesso just he just a shell of himself at this point. And even the best version of him wasn't amazing. But if he I was about to say, him. like, <laughs> if he was a shell of himself, like, what was himself like? <laughs> the the all def- the all defensive first team dude is gone. <laughs> that that's, that shit is gone. That shit is a wrap. I'm not even talking about the offense. The offense was never really there. He could get you. Yeah. He could get you about eight. He could get you like 18 points per game on a good year. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, but you feel me? It was the defense that had him. It was the defense because he can't really pass either. But it was the defense that had him like at the level that he was. But if he's going to get cooked by everybody, and mind you, he was a plus eight. He was the highest plus minus on the team. But still, he just don't provide no offense. So it's going to come down to Bonzo, Ingram, and whichever bench score. I mean, it had been Hayes recently. Hayes still has not missed a shot, but he only took one. So <laughs> he did. <laughs> so you feel me? He just wasn't able to just capitalize. Uh, he just wasn't able to capitalize out there. I mean, really, Cantor don't got to lead the paint because he ain't worried about another nigga shooting. <laughs> so he can just stand there and protect the paint all the whole time. The whole th- the whole problem be when he leaves the paint, but he not worry about any of the niggas shooting because the team can't shoot, which is their biggest flaw. So it, it really is the it really is the spacing. Lonzo's not a good enough three point shooter. Um, Bledsoe can't. Uh, Ingram's not a good enough three point shooter. Zion don't shoot threes, and Steve Adams can't shoot threes. I don't know if Lonzo's Lonzo didn't do it today. But Lonzo, Lonzo's the best three-point shooter on the team, and that's the problem. <laughs> he shoots thirty-eight and a half percent. That's pretty. I know, big. but the whole, but the whole league, the whole league has a team that has a, at least a player that's shooting over like forty. And I, it's not even, it's not, it's not a knock on Lonzo. It's saying he can't be the best three-point shooter on the team. He can't be number one, and then it be, and then the problem is it just falls so far behind him after. Like he already not amazing at it. He's good at it. He's really good. He's great at it. He's a great three point shooter. He's he's turned himself into one of the better ones in the league. But he can't be the best one, and then the fall off just be so so high. I just looked this up, and I don't really believe it. But I'm just gonna give you the numbers. Ingram apparently shoots 38 percent from three, 37.7 percent. I don't believe that necessarily. I've never shooting seen him shoot. A good percentage from three-point line. He, in fact, is the entire problem with the team, but apparently that's the case. Bledsoe also shoots 37.5% from three. I don't believe that either. I think these numbers are skewed, but you know what? I'm just telling you what they are. So, there you go. Yeah. Still not very good. You're right, but... That's the the whole problem with the team. Is they, they just can't shoot well enough. Josh Hart shoot 33%. Alexander Walker shoot 32%. Kira Lewis shoot shoot 32 percent like if the so the whole bench can't shoot threes the whole bench can't shoot threes consistently and then the starters then the starters can't shoot threes like that either they probably worse in the league in threes they gotta be i'm certain there's no way there's anybody that's just that shoots worse from threes and i it and it, Cavs, it just Mike. clogs the whole pain up because it really is a huh the Cavs might Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely, might. But um, what's it called? I forgot. What I was about to say. Actually, where are they? 
You you know what, man? They're nineteenth though. They are nineteenth in three point percentage. I told y'all what the problem was early this season. It's Brandon Ingram. He sucks. He literally is the reason they lose every game. You can be bad. You can't constantly go out there with the most efficient player in NBA history and go fucking seven for 21, five of 14. Like, can you just chill out? Like, can you just relax? Clearly, he's not. The stats say he don't do that every game. <laughs> and he does it every time they lose. Look at the losses. He does it every time, I'm telling you. He also does yeah, all right. every <laughs> loss. I'm looking at him right now. This loss, 33%. Last loss, 45%. Uh, they lost to the Timberwolves, 35%. That's what he does. It is ESPN. Hold up. I hate ESPN. Anyway, but that's what he does. And so if he's going to just do that, just lose games, it don't matter now. Pelicans are way out of the playoff race. Um, well, eh, yeah, they're way out of the playoff race. Nah, that should have wrapped. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. No chance. No chance now with those last two losses. Uh, the Grizzlies, but because of the playing game, it kind of makes it interesting. The Grizzlies are right there at 9.5 back, but yeah, the Pelicans are 12 and a half back. I'm going to stay without Steph now. They're going to fall. That's true. Golden State is going to supposed to be out for like two months. Yeah, forgot about that. So that's going to be that is going to be a wrap for them. Maybe the Pelicans can't sneak in and get a play, get a play in game and play the Spurs or something. I don't know if I want. Man, just get rid of Ingram. Just get rid of Ingram, man. Just do it. Trade him. Trade him for something. I don't know what. He really should be should be a fit for Zion, but he just is so inefficient. He really is a worse version than Tatum. It's crazy. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. That's a that's a really fair comparison. It's like awful and. Just the simple reasons ending the whole Pelican season, but you know what? It is what it it's, is. It's really amazing what Zion is capable of doing down there with everybody not being able to shoot. Yes, <laughs> by himself. Like, yep. like with, with with Steve Nabs just sitting there, right? With Ingram being fake out there, missing shots. Lonzo trying, <laughs> based on they not going to be forty percent. He might actually be forty percent one of these days. He might do it next year if he keeps trying. And Eric Bledsoe, who can't pass, he can't shoot, he can't dribble, he can't play defense. Then you got the bench that can't shoot either. <laughs> yep. And no bench production at all, unless unless there's a random day where Josh Hart gets 15 rebounds for some reason. So, <laughs> team man, Damn, this is a this is a. This is a bad built team. <laughs> yeah, David Griffin, what the hell are you doing? Team built off. What the hell are you doing? It's not even as built off. Let's say he sees it. You have to be able to see how bad they are. They're terribly built. He's doing nothing to stop it. But he tried to trade JJ. He tried to trade Lonzo. Even though Lonzo ain't even really the issue, but. Hey, we got to see what they do with that first-round pick because really the problem is they need Drew Holiday, actually. That really is the issue. Yeah. But, hey, but they, they traded him for three firsts. So, you know, yeah. Can't be mad back on Oh, man. Moving on. This is tough. 
it's really tough where to go next. We gotta go. We got. We gotta go. We gotta go to number one. We gotta go to number one draft pick. We gotta go right there. All right, let's do it. The Timberwolves beat the Suns 123-119. Bro, trade him. Trade him now. <laughs> trade him now. This is your only chance. Anthony Edwards, 42 points, 7 rebounds. Look at Carl Anthony Towns, 41 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Just trade D'Angelo today. Just trade him. Trade him. No. What else you need to see? Andy Edwards is showing you. Andy Edwards really, bro, he's coming out of nowhere. I don't think he's going to do it. But he's fighting for rookie of the year out of nowhere. Oh, no, that's a wrap. But... <laughs> Dude, he scored 42. He just scored 30 the other day. He keeps going like this. He's going crazy right now. This is, like, consistently crazy. Like, every time there's really – it's because there's no Malik Beasley and there's no Russell. But man, he is going nuts, and he beats the Suns. They just, they just couldn't fight the firepower. They just had no answers, man. Booker at thirty-five. He was like, what the fuck? Yeah, thirty-five. <laughs> he was like, bro, can y'all stop playing so hard? And they said no. Chris Paul, seventeen points, but it just wasn't enough. Darnell, what did you see out of this game? As the Timberwolves come from behind, and that man Anthony Edwards is going nuts. I think that Anthony Edwards is starting to figure things out. I tweeted this yesterday, and I think it's starting to obviously show that when given the opportunity, he can make the most of it. He's He was only 4 of 13 from three, but he did attempt 13 threes, which is impressive for a rookie. Not shooting great from the free throw line either. He was only 8 for 13, but he took 31 shots from the field, like, he just had it going. He made 15 of them. That's not 50%, but it's close. Oh. And uh, 42 points. And he's just showing that Dom thinks that the, that the rookie of the year race is over, but I think Anthony Edwards is slowly closing the gap, probably faster, yeah. a little faster than that. And 40. I think LaMelo's, LaMelo's been sinking a little bit. He hasn't really had those great games. He's been consistent, but – it's kind of reminded me of last year with Zion having a late surge and, you know, job ja just having a full body of work. We'll see how things play out. I think it's a bigger sample size this year. So it's not going to be the same kind of argument. But back to the game, I think obviously the Suns got a good shooting night from Devin Booker. He was three of eight from three, 13 of 22 overall. 35 26 assists. Chris Paul tried to keep them alive as best he could. He pitched in 17, 17 for Mikael Bridges, but just not enough scoring off the bench and not enough scores, you know, scoring from the starters. When you have two guys combined for 83, you know, it's really just showed that they weren't really interested in playing defense. So that just proved why they lost the game. Mm -hmm. Tom, what'd you say? Well, before I, before I talk about the game, uh, the the official NBA.com rookie ladder came out a couple of days ago. So I'm just going to name them down for them while we're here. So 10 was Kevin Kenyon Martin Jr. I'm not sure which team he's on. He's, he's on the Rockets. It's That's Kenyon Martin. Martin. Kenyon Martin. <laughs> I never. This is. You know what I meant. Go ahead. 
He plays for the Rockets. Okay. okay. Oh, he's on the Rockets? Yeah. Okay, so Desmond Bain of the Memphis Grizzlies is ninth. Patrick Williams of the Chicago Bulls is eighth. Jay Sean Tate of the Houston Rockets is seventh. Sadiq Bay of the Detroit Pistons is sixth. James Wiseman of the Golden State Warriors is fifth. Tyrese Halliburton of the Sacramento Kings is fourth. Emmanuel Quickly of the New York Knicks is third. Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves is second. And number one is LaMelo Ball of the Charlotte Hornets. So he is right behind him. If he keeps dropping these games, then y'all are right. He could usurp him. So, But, yeah, the, him, Towns just went out there, and they just said, fuck, bro. <laughs> Yo, every, everybody, everybody making an admission to prove Utah that they're fake. But some of these niggas are trying to show that Phoenix right is fake as right is fake with the honest yeah, Phoenix bro. Yeah, Phoenix Phoenix definitely fake. Phoenix fake as shit. Everybody on Utah ass, but Phoenix right there be, being just as fraudulent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, Cam Johnson wasn't there, so they were missing. You know, one of their biggest bench bench producers. They didn't get too much out of Sarich. They didn't get too much out of nobody on the bench, really. Langston Galloway had the most with 10, but they didn't get a whole lot of bench production. Chris Paul has 17. Bridges has 17. Aiden had 14. Crowder Crowder had a bad game out there, 3-9, and nine, seven, 7 points. Booker had 35 out there. You know, he was the only one trying out there, like, in terms of scoring-wise, but <clears throat> really just came down to those two. We can't. We we've been talking about town struggles for most of the season, but you know today he really stepped it up. He almost had a triple double out there. You know he doesn't. He's not even much of a passer out there really. So the fact that he got eight assists, the fact that he shot five and seven from three, one of the biggest things about Towns is that Towns is literally, Towns is like literally ranked as the best three point shooting center in NBA history. Like that's NBA.com type shit. Like, he's statistically the best three-point shooting center of all time. So, you know, the fact that he was struggling from three was what was really hurting them the most out of anything. And the fact that he could shoot five of seven out there, it really helped him out. That that, that added to his 41, obviously. And then Ant-Man, bro. Ant-Man went out there. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. Shot the ball 30 times. He got to the free throw line 13 times on top of Dude, him. So he really, so he really shot the ball like 40 times. <laughs> He's just attacking. Them. Oh yeah, he just—they couldn't stop him. Yeah, and that was actually the reason Carl Anthony Towns had all these assists. I'm just looking. Carl Anthony Towns really gets this. He Carl Anthony Towns was kind of doing both, but Edwards was just going relentlessly to the basket or shooting a three. It's like they both were doing both. <clears throat> so it's I like, think this this is a struggle similar to the Jazz have, which is why they're both kind of fraudulent yeah they just don't have they just don't have anybody that's really that athletic bridges is, <laughs> like, right bridges is right there but aside from him he really the only one like they don't have a lot of people like obviously like mitchell's really athletic for the jazz but it can't just be one athlete Damn. it can't be one like real athlete out there Swanson's man Edwards is bully Crowder late in the game. Like run him over and get man one. This is crazy. Yeah. The hell Crowder's is like a 
Crowder's like a great in-position player. He's a hustle player, like we were mentioning earlier. And normally, hustle players are able to get the job done. But when somebody just dumb athletic, God, God stupid energy, going to keep shooting the ball in your fucking face. <laughs> I mean, after a while, he's just going to be like, damn, bro, relax. <laughs> and that's just what was happening. And the average just didn't care because he don't care. Bro, basketball – Bro, it's different. It's different with this dude, bro. This dude's out here playing basketball, bro. He out here, he he not doing he not doing this shit just cause he not doing this shit for the love of the game. He doing this shit because it's a sport and he like playing sports, man. <laughs> he told you off <laughs> rip. I don't I don't care about basketball. I care about bitches and and, and fucking running, bro. <laughs> Like, and that's all he that's the way he's gonna give out you. Like, he be in the gym, obviously, working on his game. Like, you can tell, you can tell he put the effort in, but still, he's just out here. He's out here making his money. He's out here making his money and motherfucking playing a sport, man. That's all it is to him. You can, you can just tell the fun he has with it, bro. <laughs> he's just out here vibing. That's really what it be coming down to sometimes, man. Crazy thing for me, two turnovers. <clears throat> Only two turnovers. Oh, that he only had two? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to keep it stacked. Great game. I got Man, he can't. He, can, he about, bro, he's going to catch LaMelo. If he if, if D'Angelo doesn't come back, he catching LaMelo. I'm telling you right now. I don't think D'Angelo is coming back anytime soon. And he catching him. And they should just trade D'Angelo. And that should just be the end of the story. They said he's cleared for on-court activities, but he will have a delay. See you. All right, man. So moving on. Let's go. This is a tricky one. We'll go here. We'll go Lakers, Hornets. Lakers end up winning 116-105. LaMelo, man, he tried 26 points, seven assists. This isn't Anthony Edwards. He tried, though, but just not enough there. (laughs) Gordon Hayward, just seven points in 37 minutes. He was busy getting bullied, and he didn't know what the fuck to do. Terry Rozier, 8 for 19, 20 points out there, just wasn't enough. As LeBron James said, you know what? I hear the James Harden shit. I hear it. I'm just going to go out here and just show you all real quick. 37, 6 assists, 8 rebounds, 22 from Schroeder. After the game, LeBron, I should have more than four MVPs. Kuzma, man, I should have eight. Here we go. I, I told y'all this was coming. I named the dickheads of the day because I was leading up to this moment. So, Darnell, what do you think about this game? I think this game was, you know, about LeBron being the best player on the floor. He had 37, 8, and 6. He got 22 from Schroeder. And obviously, LaMelo couldn't do enough. And the game was – it was a blowout in the first half. The Hornets kept it, or they fought back in the third quarter to tie it up. But all in all, the Lakers just, you know, they were too much. And LeBron had it going from three. He was four of nine, but I think he was three of his first four. Made his free throws. He was five of six. And they got just enough from the bench. They got Taylor with 12. You got 12 from Kuzma. Caruso was back. He was one of seven, but, you know, his just presence out there is a plus 10, giving them good quality minutes. You got 11 rebounds and seven points from Harrell. And 
as far as the MVP is concerned, I think this is not – well, it's a, it's a good game, obviously, for LeBron. And I think he's going to continue to stay where he is. He's not – the Lakers obviously aren't going to fall off like it showed that they might. So I think if he continues to play at a LeBron level, he'll be in a conversation. But right now I think he's not – he's probably in the second or third place. So how much were your thoughts? It's funny because he really did wait till as soon. He waited until y'all niggas slipped up and lost the game. Because he won't worry about him being. <laughs> but he worried about that nigga over there. Yep. <laughs> he really waited. He like, oh shit! Now they the first team. Now we got. Now we got to start this shit up. I'm. I'm an MVP, bro. <laughs> Fuck, I'm an all-star. I'm the MVP, bro. He went out there and he just showed it. And you know, the Hornets—they're not a great team. You know, they're—they're they're a decent team. They're in the playoffs in the East. They have, uh, you know, at least for right now, the Rookie of the Year, and they've gotten some solid contributions from you know, Terry and 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 Hayward, and you know, most of them Bridges, Monk for most of the season. Even Devonte, even though he was really struggling at first, he started to come alive a little more in the second half. He's the but <clears throat> hmm? he's on the bench now. As we said he should be. Yeah, he's on the bench now. But well, even when he like he was he was starting to come alive a little bit in the starting lineup too. But I mean, you know, Charlotte's a decent team, so it's not like anything crazy. But LeBron just went out there, and you know, he just he just showed that he was the best player out there, and you know. It was just one of those games. Like this is the like he's literally the reason. He's literally the reason you just can't pick against the Lakers. You just never know <laughs> when he gonna feel like when he gonna turn up. Like you just never know. And tonight he just turned up. But again, one thing that's been so important throughout this whole stretch to me, to me most importantly, it's just been the offense of Taylor. Taylor really has just been scoring double double figures like every game for for a while. Mm-hmm. That's going to be so important going forward into the playoffs. He showed flashes of it when they played him, you know, in the Rocket Series in the playoffs last year. But, like, you know, he 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 wasn't scoring too much in the start of the season for, like, the first few months. But now recently he's been scoring a lot, and they're going to need him. He's, he's, he's honestly one of the major keys that's going to unlock this team. So, you know, if he's able to – if he's able to keep up this momentum – then, you know, that just gives the Lakers even more of a shot to win because at this point, like, you know, the, the same way that, like, the, the Nets have, like, a Bruce Brown who were like, oh, man, he came out of nowhere and he's just hooping now. Like, that's what Taylor got to be. He got to be their Bruce Brown out there. <laughs> like, we already know KCP basically their Joe Harris. But, like, if Taylor can be, like, their Bruce Brown out there, just like be somebody who's capable of scoring, somebody's capable of playing defense. You know, he's he, he's like six four, but he got long ass wingspan, so he's able to you know play defense and stuff like that. So you know, Taylor just gotta be like Bruce Brown out there, and, well, and, and that, that'll that. help them out. Because who the hell uh-huh. is, who the hell is the Kyrie? Hmm. Who the hell is the Kyrie? Is that Schroeder? That was supposed to be Kyrie. I mean. Uh, 
Like, <laughs> it's not an issue. I mean, it depends. It depends. If, if Kyrie depends. don't feel like playing – if Kyrie don't feel like playing defense, Schroeder can give them some buckets. Nah, he will in the finals. He will because he's playing against LeBron. You know this. On. Yeah. yeah. He's playing defense now. That's why he out every other game. He's like, bro, this defense shit hurts. Let's <laughs> <laughs> sit. sit down. That man played dummy hard defense on the All-Star game. Exactly. Because he, he was playing against LeBron. Yeah. This is going to be tough, right? Because it really – the funny thing about it – I think I think right now we can say it's between two people only because the Nuggets just it's just they just don't win enough, and Embiid's hurt, which we is you know you have normal. Actually, so yeah, so he'll probably never win MVP. Um, but so now it's between LeBron and James Harden, and the funny thing about it is both of them have a lot of games down the stretch just because they're both on teams that are both predicted to be good. Um, even though no one knew James Harden, well, we didn't know for sure James Harden was going to be on the Nets. Those teams are ready to be good. And so down the stretch is going to be a lot of MVP-worthy games. For instance, the Nets play the Jazz soon. Yeah, the Jazz suck, but it's going to be on national TV. So they're both going to get a lot of national TV-type games. And if LeBron puts it up in the gear like this, it's going to be very interesting and very fun, actually, to see who who they give it to for this MVP. I'm interested right now. Like they literally have the same record, so if they gonna have the same record, I'll give it to LeBron just because, you know, James Harden did. You know, he was on a different team beginning of the season, so we have to say that. Uh, and Kyrie, been, Kyrie been there more than. AD been there at this point. I thought we said Schroeder was Kyrie dependent. Well, KD hasn't. Well, KD hasn't been there. So, but Kyrie has at least been there. Kyrie better than Schroeder. I mean, <laughs> so damn Schroeder. It's crazy. It's crazy. What do you mean, damn Schroeder? <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no damn Schroeder. <laughs> no, that's true. I think though, if I remember correctly, the Nets are a little hotter. They've won like fourteen out of fifteen. So, yeah, Kyrie been there, but damn. It is kind of like, damn. 14 of 15 is ridiculous. Yeah. So, that's why I say it's going, it's, it's, it really, it really, if LeBron knows he's going to have to talk himself into this. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't deserve it, but James Harden better start playing the politics and be like, bro, I also deserve four MVPs. Let's not kid ourselves. It's Harden really who has been right there every time, losing every yeah. time. So yeah. he got see really, yeah. <laughs> definitely did. Definitely did every time. He'd be like, man, the players be like, James Harden deserves it. And people be like, nope, he doesn't. So hey man. <laughs> and the reason was because he just violates a solo act. Blah, blah. Now he leads the league in assists, which is what LeBron LeBron didn't win it last year. So well, well he led the league and assist the uh the Westbrook year, but Westbrook averaged the triple double, so who Harden did? Yeah, Harden led the league and assist that year. That makes sense. But I mean you know both both but Westbrook, but Westbrook tries so hard, man. Speaking of which 
131. <laughs> 122. The Wizards beat the Jazz. This annoyed me because I really wanted to pick the Wizards, but I didn't. Me I too. Couldn't. Me too. Damn it. Westbrook, 35, 13 assists, 15. It's straight like MVP. MVP. Us. Bradley Beal giving him 43 as well for the Jazz, man. Hey, this is going to be interesting, right? Because Joe Ingles started, like I said, he should start, but Conley didn't play. Because Conley needs to be on the bench. He can't just not play. But Ingles, 34 points, 12 of 17, 8 for 10 from three. Mitchell, 42, 16 for 30, but they come up short. Bogdanovich was 2 of 12 from the field, and Clarkson's 2 of 11. We know they need production out of those two guys to win the game. Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, this one obviously came down to defense. Um, the Wizards weren't able – or the Jazz weren't able to get a lot of stops from the Wizards. You got Bradley Beal out there, 16 of 24. You got Russell Westbrook, 12 of 23. They combined for 78 points. And that's almost as much as, you know, Anthony Edwards and, you know, Carl Anthony Towns. And anytime you – like I said about that one, the same applies here. Anytime you have two guys that just go off like that, it, it proves that you're not that interested in playing defense for that night. And – you know, this is a team that didn't have, you know, Mike Conley out there, so that's a missing piece. But they did have Joe Ingles in the starting lineup, and he was 12 of 17, 8 of 10 from three. So he gave them really good points. But when you when Jordan Clarkson struggles coming off the bench, you know, without Mike Conley that, to be that complimentary scorer, the Jazz are, you know, not going to be able to manufacture as many points as they would like. Even though it was a great, you know, performance from Donovan Mitchell with his 42, it just wasn't enough to counteract what you got from Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. I, Man, I said it. I was in front of this one by a little bit. Had to jump off Jazz bandwagon, man. This can't guard anybody. Now, yeah, it can't guard anyone athletic. So, 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 I mean, that's just, that's kind of just going to be, you can't really beat anyone in the playoffs if you can't guard anyone athletic. It's the same, they got the same struggle that the Suns have. They can't really guard athletes that well. Yeah, man. And both these teams, man, look at, look at this, man. The Suns now down to three seed. That means they'd have to play the Blazers or the Nuggets. Oh. I don't know, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And the Jazz, they're the one. So right now they'd have to play the Mavericks. I don't know. I think they'd beat the Mavericks, but it'd be hard. It wouldn't be easy. No, it wouldn't be easy. The Jazz or the Suns? Are you saying I, both of them? I think the Jazz would beat the Mavericks. The Suns, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't think they beat the Nuggets. So, I don't are just as fraudulent as the Jazz. No, they are. Exactly. They're just a three seed. So they have a tougher, a little tougher rope. But the Jazz are slipping yeah. and the Lakers going to catch them if LeBron is, if LeBron so chooses to. And he is he is showing that he is upset. They very well can catch them. 
Clippers still might fuck around and get the second seed for as ass as they are. <laughs> no, they're not doing that. They four back. They a game and a half back of the Suns. They're not getting no seed. It's still, it's still a lot of time left. They are four and six in their left. last ten. They aren't doing shit. I don't care. There can be a lot of time left. They're going to be right okay. there. The seed. They might drop down okay. to the – they're closer to dropping down to the seventh seed than they are getting to the two seed. As much. Okay. Actual. I hear you. It is an actual fact. I'm looking at it. Um. Yeah, this game just came down to, you know – I really y'all keep talking about Mike Conley. I don't think Mike Conley would have made a difference. I think it just came down on Jordan Clarkson, honestly. I don't even think it was Bonjanovich. Jordan Clarkson can't shoot, can't score seven. He can't, not allowed to. Six man yeah. of the year right there. He's still six man of the year. Don't get it twisted. He's still six man of the year, but he can't go out there and drop seven. Yeah. So <laughs> like that's just what it came down to for me. And Russ and Bill, you know, Bill gonna give you his 40. That's just what he's gonna do. But Westberg went out there, and he added the 35 with it. The 35, the 15, 13, trip-dub Russ, MVP Russ. And, you know, they just went out there, and they killed him. And that's all it came down to. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Let's jump into it. Darnell, you know what it is. Player of the day, last two days. Coach, last two days. Dickhead, last two days, and game the last two days. Go ahead. So, for my player of the last two days, I'm going to go with James Harden. And James Harden scoring 40 points with 10 uh, rebounds and 15 assists against the Pacers. And for my game of the last two nights – this is this one's gonna be tough, uh, but let's see. From last night, I'm gonna go with New York Orlando, just because it was the closest game, and New York found a way to win it at the end. So I'm going there for my coach of the last two nights. I gotta continue to go with Nate McMillan. They he's got he has the Atlanta the Atlanta Hawks, you know, playing at a high level and beating teams that you expected them to beat coming into the season. So it looks like they've sort of righted the ship a little bit. And, you know, I'm excited to get to continue to watch the, them develop. So for my – is do I have – what do I have left? The main one, right? Yeah, the biggest one. The dickhead. The dickhead of the night goes to – I don't want to steal Dom's thunder, but I'm, I'm going to have to do it. It goes to Myers Leonard for being traded after all of this. And the team that you got traded to, they don't even want you. So you're ultimately going to be, become a free agent. And, yeah, you're the dickhead of the day. You know who it really goes to? It goes to whatever kid. <laughs> I saw the tweet. It goes to whatever kid snipes him. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> Never kid snipe snipe Myers Leonard in Warzone, bro. They ended his whole entire career. <laughs> All right, get, player of the night of the two nights, man. It's hard as shit. I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. It there, is, so, it is. there were too many. Like it could be Harden. I'm not gonna give it to Harden. It could be, it could be 
Uh, uh, you can just say one. Edward, so I can I can do mine, you know, man. You, you can't know. just name every person. I still have to do I know one. there's so many. Just name one. That's your. That's all you gotta I'm do. A, I'm gonna go with Ant Man. I'm gonna go with Ant Man for going out there, dropping 42. But Towns is right there with him with his 41, 10, and 8. They, I'm gonna give them co. Because the Timberwolves really do suck. <laughs> and they just went out there and beat the Suns, who, as fraudulent as they are, they are the third seed. So, you know, that this it's still going to be work for the Suns to improve. But, you know, Minnesota, they suck. And they were able to they, – they've honestly been doing pretty well as of late. So, they haven't been as bad as normal. And, again, that just came down to giving Edwards more – giving Edwards more, you know, possession with the ball. He doesn't want to pick, so fuck it at this point. Um, game of the night, I will say the Milwaukee Bucks against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, yeah, that was an OT game. I definitely thought the Sixers were going to win that game when they were up 19, but Giannis just said no, they weren't. Um, I agree with Darnell for coach of the day, Nate McMillan. He's definitely had Atlanta. What, what seed are they now? They got they they've been on like a big win streak. They're fifth in the East. They won seven straight. <laughs> like, yep. like they, we were just sitting there talking about how ass they were. They really are just winning every game at this point. They were really right there, fifth in the East. Like uh, that that coach that coaching change might really just have saved their season. Put them right in the playoffs. <laughs> then dickhead of the day. Now nah, you thought you were gonna steal my thunder. But I might have to steal Demetrius <laughs> Thunder with this one. Cause I'm, I know we're looking at the same dude. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't even know who my dickhead of the day is yet. So you can go ahead. It's gonna go right to that guy right here in Philadelphia, Tobias Harris. Cause you cannot, you cannot, you cannot. Go out there, scream, I'm an all-star, and then shoot eight for 23 the very next game, bro. Can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> you can't go out there and talk about, I'm an all-star. <laughs> and then as soon as you play a team that's, that's worth a fuck, the Knicks, are, the Knicks are cool. They're a decent team. But we're talking about once you start playing like a real, like potentially top five team, the Bucks might be top five. They probably are, but you know they'd be like the fifth. They're like fifth or sixth right now in the league. But you can't as soon as you play a team worth a fuck, you can't go out there and just super duper duper sell uh, and talk about how you're an all star, bro. You can't do that. So it's gonna go to Tobias Harris. My player of the day, Luka Doncic. He's continuing, rolling the ball down this hill. 42 points, nine assists. He's setting it up for us. And he's capable of the Mavs, you know, in this game. I mean, we, we thought he could be an MVP candidate for the year, obviously, with no Porzingis for the early, early part. It looked tough, but now you see exactly why. He just needs someone to pass to who can get an easy bucket. Um, and he has started to look really good. And anytime you beat the Clippers, man, and you set them up for failure – it's an A in my book. I would have picked Anthony Edwards, but, you know, too many good players. I didn't want to have two of us pick the same person. Um, my coach of the last two days, tough one, tough John. Um, just going to have to agree with you guys. 
have to agree with you guys, man. The Hawks are just too good right now. And if they first off at the beginning of the season, I thought they really were going to be the one seed. That was embarrassing to me. But hey, man, if they're going to win five straight after making a coaching change, which by the way, seven straight, seven straight yeah. Nate Milligan just come in here and win seven straight. And I was, I was just like, I, I could see the. I was like, bro. They want to trade John, but they really want to let go of Lloyd because they shouldn't be losing this amount of games. Now, I know for sure, you know, obviously it wasn't all Lloyd's fault. Trey Young has stopped doing as much dumb shit. Still does dumb stuff, but he doesn't do it as much. And that's really the key. Well, coaching coaching has to play a part with that, though. Coaching has to play a part with that. It could be just the like you got it. It's, it's like the thing. It's like the thing we say about Boston. You know, Brad Stevens just sitting there. Where Dom never lets me go through my game, man. My work <laughs> does every time. Can <laughs> I go through my? I my turn. How <laughs> did you speak? How did you speak? <laughs> oh my God. It's my turn. All right. I let anyway. you speak. <laughs> anyway, um, no, nah, it might be, but it could just be, you know, as much. It could just be just seeing it happen. He's like, oh shit, they do want to trade John. They do want to fire a coach. Hey man, maybe I should, you know, not be ass. Sometimes it's that simple. I just come down that. My game in the last two days. I'm going, it wasn't the closest game, but I'm going here. I'm going Wizards, Jazz, because there were three dudes, four people in the game who scored 34 plus. So four people really did just go bonkers out there. Um, 131, 122 was a fun game. Got to see our guy Brad, MVP Russ, who just refuses to die. So, hey, man, all kudos to that. A beautiful stuff. Yeah, it was great. And my dickhead of the day actually goes to Dom for trying to trick you, the public, trying to trick you, the public, into making yeah. Doc Rivers a coach of the year candidate. And I told you, don't fall for the sauce. I told you. Don't believe in the bullshit. I told you. He was propping up Tobias, saying, hey, man, if Colleen and All-Star, blah, blah, blah. I don't care if Colleen and All-Star, he shouldn't have been there. Neither should Tobias. I'm trying to help y'all, the people, and Dom is trying to lead you down this dark, dark the people. path of trusting. The people, I like to speak for my name. And don't like speak do it. Name. Don't do it. I like to speak for my name, the you people. Say for yourself. I am, I proudly accept dickhead of the day. This is my highest honor yeah. on this podcast. You Thank you. Thank we'll you. get a couple more. Don't worry. If I lead you astray, <laughs> if I lead you astray, believe me, I'm happy I did. Oh, my God. I just knew. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. If you're a true Sixers fan, you knew not to believe. Not to believe in this crap. Nah, some Sixers fans I know be believing. Yep. <laughs> believing that man right there. Mr. All-Star right there. <laughs> all good. As now the Sixers are tied for the one seed and only a game and a half up on the Bucks without their best player for about a week and a half. This should be fun. It's great. Damn, Doc. I want I wanted, man. I wanted I wanted you to have it, man. I really can tell. I heard lying. I heard telling you. to have it, man. I can tell. I was ready. I was ready to speak his name into the into coach of the year, man. I really was. He killed it. Lost a nineteen point one right there. See ya, deuces. With the dude's twin right there too on top of it. Yep.
<laughs> It'd be worse if they weren't the same person. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's all good though, man. He's got a chance to redeem himself. They play Sacramento on Saturday. They play the well, y'all went, y'all beat him, Yeah, they play the Knicks <laughs> on Sunday. So you can hop right back into this fake. Oh wow, we played Golden State on Tuesday. They're about to win three straight. That's crazy. I'm gonna be right here again telling you he's a post of the year candidate. I'm gonna be like, no, he's not. Because I know it's about to happen. We about to straight blow up, straight blow a playoff. <laughs> Damn, Doc. Anyway, man, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening. Oof, for Darnell Jones and for Dom, this was Demetrius. And uh, have a good one. Later. Triple D's. See you next time.